My good brother, Anthony Smith, who's the executive director of Cities United in Louisville, Kentucky, reminds us that we must create more opportunities for young black men and boys to engage and become informed about our efforts. And we must find more resources to continue to build out our efforts. Anthony and many other leaders like him are why the Campaign for Black Male Achievement exists today. Anthony is an example of a leader who's working right now on the ground each and every day tirelessly to elevate our young black men and boys. And there are tons more like him in cities like Detroit, Oakland, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Louisville, and many others. And I'm so happy that this Thursday, October 18th, is a special day. We're going to be meeting together in New York City to celebrate CBMA's 10th anniversary gala. There's still time, guys, to secure tickets and support this very important cause. I hope that you can come out, celebrate with me, Sean Dove, who's the CEO of the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, Anthony and many others. The event is being hosted by Hill Harper and we'll be honoring George Soros, Tanya Allen, and one of our past featured trailblazers, Mr. John Rogers Jr. Hop on over right now to secure your ticket at blackmaleachievement.org slash gala. Again, that's blackmaleachievement.org slash gala. I really hope to see you there. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful Black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Blazing Nation, what's good? I'm so very excited. Today marks the completion of an amazing six-week series. And our first of its kind on a podcast, right? We managed to put together an amazing collective of six trailblazer entrepreneurs. And the series is so dope, right? It began with Janice Bryant-Holroyd of the Act One Group, the first black woman to operate and run a billion-dollar company. An amazing and powerful conversation. If you missed it, I want you to go back and listen to that conversation and don't stop there. Since then, we brought on week after week after week of amazing guests, which included Joshua Esnod, twin brothers Stephen and Sterling Carter, Nicole Roberts-Jones, Joshua Dubois. And today I knew that I needed someone with the right kind of firepower and energy to bring it home for us. And I'd love to introduce you to today's feature trailblazer, my friend and mentor, Nicole Walters. Many of you already know Nicole. She was a past guest back, I believe, on episode 90. And if you hadn't heard that conversation, I want you to go back and check her out. Nicole is a powerhouse, right? She is a businesswoman who essentially quit a six-figure job live on Periscope in front of 10,000 people. And she backs it up by going on to build a seven-figure empire, teaching others valuable business skills. And she's amazing at speaking and coaching and also teaching others how to build income streams. And I know this firsthand because this summer, I became a student of Nicole's. I took her 1K one-day program and it became the fuel behind my product launch, which is happening right now with Brand New Academy. And so we're going to be talking much about that today. So let's not waste any more time right now. Grab a pad and pen, open your favorite note-taking app, and let's get set to dive in right now and receive today's mission feel from the one and only Nicole Walters. Enjoy. Nicole, what's up? I am so excited to be here. You know how much I love the Trailblazer cruise, so this is fun for me. 
So at the time we're recording this, it's Labor Day here in the US, and I'm going to claim that it's only because it's Stephen A. Hart's and the Trailblazers <laughs> podcast, being one true. of your all-time favorite podcasts that you gave me access to an hour of your time on a holiday, when I'm certain that you have a whole ton of things happening right now with Hubbin and the Tinies. <laughs> By the way, as I said that, Nicole refers to her husband as the Hubbin, and she has three amazing girls she calls her Tinies. So if you missed Nicole's first appearance on TV Pod, your info treat, be sure to go back and listen to episode 19 archives over at tvpod.com. So I have so much to talk about in this short time with you, and there's a lot that's ha- happened since you were on the podcast. I believe it was about a year ago. So let's start things off where we always do and have you share what you're most grateful for in the life of Nicole Walters right now. Oh, man. I am grateful for the health of my family. They are all thriving. We just moved to Atlanta, Georgia. So the transition went beautifully. They've started school. They're fitting in. And um, everything's just going really well. And then on a business front, we just closed out cycle eight, the eighth round of my 1K One Day Academy students. And everybody is just thriving. So much growth has happened. I'm always amazed by what God can do in just six weeks. And it's just, it's a beautiful season to be in where I'm seeing a lot of winning in a lot of different areas. So I'm just enjoying the harvest right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. You shared you moved to Atlanta. I remember moving from Florida to Maryland when I was about 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've moved a lot in my life. In fact, I was sharing with Kristen that this house we're in, we've been in for about six years now. But it's the first time, Nicole, in 41 years of life that I've lived in one place for six years. Wow. I under, I understand. <laughs> I understand. And, you know, there's something about putting down roots that adds stability to everything else. It makes it a lot yes. easier to build when you know that you're resting your head in the same place. So yes. it's a blessing. Yeah. Everything happens exactly when it's supposed to. I know it must be terrific, though, to be an entrepreneur, to be able to work from anywhere with a good Wi-Fi. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I am living the dream right now. I can't even believe we live in a house with like two separate offices. My husband just had his quit day. I mean, it's really unbelievable. It doesn't mean that my life is perfect. We always have our stuff right. But, you know, it's definitely, I don't know if it could get much better than this. I'm grateful. Yes. So you shared just a minute ago that you launched your eighth cycle of your signature program called 1K One Day. Yes. And it's a course designed to really help People gain tremendous clarity as entrepreneurs, especially as side hustlers, right? working towards that full-time entrepreneurship goal. And I know a little bit more <laughs> than I did the last time you were on the show because right. I made a decision to become a student myself. Right. And what Nicole terms as her rich friends. Yes. <laughs> Blazer Nation, let me tell you right now, it's hands down one of the best decisions that I've made this year and one of the best Gosh. programs that I have walked through with Nicole. And I can blab on for the rest of the hour talking about 1K one day and the genius that Nicole Walters oh, is. <laughs> but I'll do my, my best to contain myself. Oh my goodness. goodness. No, it was beautiful having you there because your energy and the way that you look at things, your perspective, and then all the knowledge you bring from having been in this space for a while, because I think that's one of the things that you can probably vouch for in the the course experience is that we get people who are brand new to the world of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, but we also get people who are established in their specific fields. So having someone who like you, who's just understands marketing, understands
brand's branding in that space. But working on your own stuff is so valuable to everybody else because you can contribute so much. Just even before we got on this, you know, started the interview, we're chatting for a few minutes and you're like, by the way, if you have dead spots in your house, you can use this. (laughs) Just because you have so much knowledge to bring and you're not hesitant to share. So I'm glad that you learned and enjoyed it as well. But honestly, you were a blessing to all of us. Listen, listen, as a brand alignment strategist, mm-hmm. yes, that's right. <laughs> and Nicole helped me to get clarity on this, right? But I've always spoken heavily about being clear on yes. your mission and your vision. Let me ask you a question. When did you first have the vision for 1K one day? Were you still on your nine to five? Oh, yeah, I was absolutely still on my nine to five. So what happened? And I don't think I've ever told this story anywhere. So it's definitely one of those lean in moments. But when I first got into my senior executive role in corporate America, so I worked in corporate America for 10 years, monetizing major corporations. So this wasn't a huge shift for me because I was already on the product development side and the business development side. So I was prior to this, you know, sort of working within a team, I had other people to help support me, things like that. But then, you know, you get that big promotion and you're on a senior executive level. And it's one of those hit the ground running situations. Like we're not here to walk you through it. We're not going to give you a formula. You need to go out there and win and meet your goals. And so for me, it was terrifying. I was, I think 26 and the next person above me was like 47. I mean, like I truly was a fish out of water, a newbie trying to make it work. And it was pretty scary, but I also was like, you know what, there's a way through all of this. All I need to do is formulate a system. So it was testing, it was strategizing. And that same system is what I teach in 1K one day about looking at a company, a business, an opportunity and say, where are the areas where we can put in a monetization strategy? How can we make this work to generate more income? So I just, I literally look at my students like I looked at any of these businesses and I just applied that same thing. So 1K one day is something that was in practice for years before, I would easily say probably five years before I actually turned it into a formulated product for other people to apply as well. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Was the original vision different than what it is today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am in my eighth run of it, my eighth group of students, you know, and from the very beginning, we've always had over 100 students in the course, and now we're at 800 students in the course. And wow. it's amazing what, you know, God can do when you answer your calling. But what was interesting was that the first round of it, I called a beta round, and that's what everyone should call their first go of anything is that, you know, I'm out there trying to test and launch something, but I recognize that it's not finished until I get feedback. So So once I launch it, you know, that first go of it, then I get that feedback and I improve it. So it was up until cycle six of 1K one day, we were still making adjustments where I felt like I could, the content was set at that point, but I felt like I could teach it a little better. I could adjust it a little better. I could make our community get a little tighter. And now as of cycle eight, what we're really working on in this past cycle that you experienced was automation. You know, Mm -hmm. how can we get this set up so that I can be where I want to be most, which is side by side with my students answering their questions, cheering them on, restructuring, those sorts of things. I don't want to be, you know, pressing the go button on a module and I don't want to be writing an email live. If there's a way that I can anticipate what's going to be needed next, I want to do that so that that way I can spend all my time, you know, elbow deep helping my students build. You know, I found that extremely fascinating and just amazing. You shared, you know, there are 800 students, right? Oh, yeah. You made multiple six figures over a two month window of time. And I felt like just the same, you were there every single day over this eight weeks. Mm -hmm. Like every day you showed up in my feed. Absolutely. Yep. Reminding me to do the work. And so many other influencers would have their team do the heavy lifting or be the face. 
I know that you have a team. You have yes. an amazing oh, team. Oh, I do. I have, a, I have seven full-time employees. But still, you remain active to so many with all that you have, all the other commitments you have. I found that extremely impressive. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, and I think I've said this, you know, pretty candidly before, but I'm paid a stupid amount of money for, <laughs> for, for what I do. I mean, I make, you know, five senior executive salaries in corporate America for a six to eight week time frame commitment. So the least right. I can do is show up every day, you know, and it's one of those things where the content, the experience, the tools, the resources, spreading myself amongst all those people, it is a lot of work and it does require an entire team to do it on the back end. So it's not like I'm just getting paid directly. I mean, I have to support a team as well. Right. But at the end of the day, you know, if this is truly my calling and I love it, then why would I want to automate it? Why would I want to automate the relationship when I can automate the system? So that's what I focus on is get my systems automated so that I can be dedicated to the relationship. And I'm there every single day answering those questions and being, you know, trying to get the results because if people aren't winning, then I'm not winning. Right. Absolutely right. Coming back to the beta for a second. Yeah. You talked about having that first run, calling it the beta. Yeah. Did you actually build the entire beta before you sold it or did you wait to build the program after you had sales? That's a great question. So I actually fundamentally don't agree with the pre-sale concept. Now, that is something that I know is, you know, up in the air in the industry. A lot of people believe in pre-selling. Some people think of it as a way to kind of make you do the work so that you don't, you know, have failure to launch or they feel like it's a way to validate your idea and get funds before you actually do it. So Pre-selling, I think, is fine in terms of the Kickstarter crowdsourcing sort of method where it's right. very clear upfront, it's not created. However, oftentimes in the digital world, people will pre-sell and they'll never indicate that, hey, this is a pre-sell and the product doesn't exist. And so I'm not comfortable with that. I feel like that is out of integrity with the way that I like to run my business and it's out of alignment with the way that I've seen corporations build. You don't see Walmart taking your money, you know, with the doors closed to the store. Like you get to go in there and get your item. So that's just different from the way that I do it. When I did my beta, I made it very clear that 1K one day was available for purchase and that I'd be teaching it live. So that was the way that I kind of cushioned both sides of it. I said, you know, every day we're going to be tuning in at this time, you're getting access to a live educational experience, much like college, you know, and I still created workbooks. I still created slide decks. I still created content. I just taught it live so that I could get that student feedback on what needed to be enhanced because one of the things that happens when you're a teacher is that you don't know what others don't know. So you may assume a lot of things that people really need you to dive deep on and being able to teach it live via webinar format and then also upload all that finished, recorded, completed information with worksheets into a template like Teachable, you know, which is a course hosting platform. It allowed me to sort of meet both needs. And then once I'd finished that and I'd also generated the revenue, I was able to then go back and record all the content, knowing that it was not only what people needed, but that it would serve them well. Love that. Love that. Love that. Nicole, this episode is also part of a series we're closing out called Trailblazer Entrepreneurs. And what I especially love that we touched on here, I mean, you've now literally helped thousands of aspiring as well as amateur entrepreneurs who are were in the corporate space to be able to develop the clarity and that mindset, especially, that is needed to make that transition to being able to live out your passion and your purpose. Right. And I want to spend a little bit of time there because I am still someone working in the corporate world, doing the family life with two young kids, doing the podcast, doing the speaking, and, and, and. And that was truly my motivation for doing 1K one day because I was struggling to bring my own course, Brand New Academy, to life. Yes. With your help, as I was sharing with you, with your help, I'm on the right track right now and it's happening. In fact, by the time this episode goes live, we will be in our beta uh, class, which is very exciting. I love that. I love that. I love that. 
And so you've had tremendous impact in my own journey. But for those in our Blazer Nation community who are still working a nine to five, but yearning for more, I wanted to ask you to share some advice on what they should be doing right now to cope and to maximize their time right now while they're still punching that that, that clock. clock. Yeah. So I think that it's a two-pronged system, right? So the first part is your mindset and the second part is action, right? So just to address the mindset part, I think that one of the biggest shifts that I made that allowed me to not just prepare myself for the entrepreneurial world, but also to tolerate <laughs> the corporate world because I was fed up, okay? Like fed up. I was writing my emails with an attitude like, please see attached. Like I was, <laughs> I was in my feelings. Okay. So one of the things I did was I shifted to thinking of my workplace, my nine to five job as being preparation for my entrepreneur life. Like I looked at it as a training ground. So every day I actually went in enthusiastic and said to myself, what can I take and learn from here that I'm going to apply for myself instead of what am I going to come and give and leave here so that I have nothing left. So that shift alone led me to just learn so much in my final months, you know, working there because I was like, this is valuable. We keep a day database? What systems do we use? You know, how can I replicate this? And then I would go home and I would look for sort of the cheaper entrepreneur version of something that they had, or I would create a format that I would then be able to translate, use, and teach. So that really just, it encouraged me. And it also made me excited to look at the workplace as being something that was going to really benefit me in my future. So on a mindset side, and then the next side of it is really, you need to build a place to go. So a lot of us feel like we're waiting for a magic number to be in our bank account or a certain amount of visibility, or if my Instagram hits a certain number of followers, we set all these pretend milestones for ourselves and say, when we get to this point, this is when I know I'll be okay to quit. But the truth of the matter is, it's kind of like having kids. There's no magic time that's right. You will always be a hot mess. You know what I mean? Like, And you will never know what's going to happen. So the reality is, you just build the best that you can, right? So before your kid comes, you set up the nursery, you find a doctor, you look for a midwife, you, you do all the things, you eat healthy. I mean, you do these things to prepare. And you need to do the same thing in your business. Your business is your baby, right? So go and get your website set up, you know, get the education that you need. If you haven't figured out your brand and you don't know how that aligns with your audience, you need to be in this beta with Steven. Like you, these are simple things you can do today that will make sure that you build a place to go tomorrow. And it'll give you that confidence in knowing that you are starting off on the right foot and that you are speaking a language that your people are really going to appreciate. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this amazing episode so far with Nicole. I wanted to take just a quick break right here so I could share with you that in today's attention economy, you are either remarkable or you're invisible. There's no in-between. Hard work isn't an advantage anymore because everyone is working their tails off, right? Tom Peters said that we are CEOs of our own companies, Me Inc., and so to be in business today, our most important job is to be head marketer for the brand called you. Branding isn't just for companies anymore. We all have to stand out in the crowd. So our reputation, our credibility, our professionalism, and opportunities are all wrapped up within our personal brand. And so it's time for you to be you and brand you. Whether you're a business owner, a corporate leader, you're a coach, author, or sales professional, I know and believe that your future opportunities and success lies in the hands of your personal brand. It's why I've worked with my team over these past few months to create this six-week 
online course for business professionals like you, right, who are wanting to build an amazing personal brand and create a consistent message across your digital footprint that immediately differentiates you from the crowd. Brand You Academy gives you immediate access to or brand knowledge or technologies and or proven techniques and tools. And it's going to help you as it has helped my clients to build amazing brands and gain that credibility and trust needed to access those opportunities that we all set out to hopefully gain access to, right? The doors to this beta launch of Brand New Academy are open right now. But here's the thing. They're open until this Sunday, October 21st. So our work as a collective begins next Monday when we open module one to this cohort of amazing trailblazers. If you're ready right now, and you want to be among the first to have access, don't delay, hop on over right now to tbpod.com slash brand you and use the coupon code BETA, B-E-T-A, BETA to save $300 off the cost of the program. We are only taking a limited number of people. Not kidding, this is the first class. I'm not interested in a large class for this cycle so that I really want to dial in on you and give you the focus that you deserve, right? And it's my first cycle. It's a beta cycle. So this is the reason that we're giving this deep discount in this cycle. It's the only cycle we'll be giving this deep of a discount to. So if you're thinking about it, Stephen, I'm thinking about it. Don't think anymore. We are a community of action takers and you have a chance right now to get on board in this first cycle. There's no risk. You're going to have lifetime access to this content. Beyond that, you're going to have lifetime access to our private mastermind community of other trailblazers who are building their personal brand. And you're going to have lifetime access to me through this group to support you in helping you build your amazing personal brand and your impressive digital footprint, right? So if you're ready to do the work, if you're ready for 2019 to get off and running on a right footing, don't delay another minute. I want you to hop on over right now to tbpod.com slash brand you. Again, that's tbpod.com slash brand Y-O-U and enroll today. I'm excited to see you on the other side of this. <laughs> so I'm going to keep bragging on you because I oh said Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, that is not what I signed up for. <laughs> but there are three things, right? I think that those, everyone listening right now needs to know about Nicole. And it relates to how each of you listening right now should also operate in your business lives, whether you're in a corporate space or you're an entrepreneur. And the three things about Nicole, Nicole's currency and her code <laughs> operates from a place, one, of unapologetic authenticity. Oh, yeah, or hot mess. <laughs> what you see is what you get. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and it's not that I don't live that way myself, but you confirm for me that it's absolutely imperative to be yourself. Oh, Another yes. thing that you helped me to realize this summer is that I need to stop doing a lot of things for free. Mm. I needed to cut that out. <laughs> That's right. And the last thing you showed me was your genius about being strategic about each and every move. So I want to touch on two of these things. One, why is authenticity so important to your personal brand? Well, the part of why it's so important is because it's just easier, right? I mean, it's a lot of work to fake the funk all the time. Like if people know that I am generally a hot mess, you're not going to be surprised if you see me on TV in a bonnet or if you see me in a live broadcast with my kid running around screaming in the background because I've already told you I'm a hot mess. Listen, this is what's going on (laughs) around here. You know what I mean? And I don't feel the pressure to always have to have makeup on and to always look a certain way. I just do not have the 
capacity to do that sort of thing. So that's the first part of it. You know, that's the first part of just sort of being my best self. And then authenticity is also important because it allows people to know they can be authentic too. It's a lot of pressure out there to feel like you have to look a certain way or be a certain way in order to be successful. And I think that people forget that people are looking for your own brand of you. You will speak to people who are like you. And that is incredibly helpful. And at the end of the day, I answer to God and I answer to my family. And if they're okay with what I'm doing, and if they're okay with what I look like and my choices, and they know my truth, then everything else is just a bonus. So that's why being authentic is like super, super important in my business. I already forgot the second question. <laughs> no worries. No, I, you know, as, as you're saying that, I remember being at an event you had a couple months ago and you said, you know, there's real life and there's real life. Yes, yes, yes. You know, talking about the video reel that some people put out on, right. on a fake story and fake life. But, you know, you are true to who Nicole yeah, what, is. what it is. I mean, like, and it's great because one of the things that always happens is people meet me in real, in real life, like in person. And they're yes. like, you're exactly like you are on the yes. internet. And I'm always kind of shocked by that. Like, <laughs> what did you expect me to be like? Like, I don't under, like, this is what you get. But then they'll share with me that they'll have encounters with like influencers or online personalities or whatever. And they'll be like either stuck up or they might appear very extroverted. And then when you meet them, they're extremely introverted, you know? And it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, gosh, how is that sustainable? Like I would be exhausted trying to be all those people, you know, when what you yes. see is what you get. Like, I mean, if you come into my house, this is what I am. Even my, we just hired a, a nanny and slash estate concierge. That's what he calls himself. He's a house manager, <laughs> house manager. He just, he picks up the groceries, things like that. But when we hired him, he followed me on social media to just kind of understand a little bit about what I do. And he didn't start until July. And when he started in July and got into our home, he was like, I got to be honest, your life looks really fabulous on the internet. And I came in, I didn't realize like how like genuinely happy and like real it is because he was like, I follow the, you know, the Atlanta housewives and stuff like that. And he's like, and then you hear about their drama on the sidelines. And he's just like, it just was shocking for him to, because he's in our home every single day for hours and he knows our kids and all that. He was like, I'm just surprised. Like, I just didn't realize that this is what it could look like, that you could do all those fabulous things, Mm. still be down to earth, still be friendly. And I was like, yeah, like what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I have to rest my head and be okay with me. And I have to answer to my God. And if those things don't align, then nothing else will align. Love that. All of it. (laughs) Second side of this was talking about you being a strategic thinker, right? Yes, yes. I find this so amazing as I'm walking through 1K how you actually think through everything. Were you always that way? And what's your advice to others about the importance of being strategic when planning your business and the actions that we take in it? Sure. So I think we all have, you know, the ability to be a strategic, critical thinker inside of us. Some of us who come from backgrounds where we were really poor or we had to, you know, fend for ourselves at an early age or make a way out of no way we're a little bit more strategic than we know. And I think sometimes we suppress that because we think that it's not welcome or we feel like we're engaging in overthinking. But the reality is strategic thinking has kept me alive. It's a part of survival, you know, and when you are growing up without a lot, like I grew up, my dad was a cab driver for 30, 40 years. You know, my mom was a secretary at a boating company. I slept on a couch until I was 12 in a one bedroom apartment. I mean, it was one of those things where I needed to be strategic. When was I going to eat? You know, and if this was the time to eat, how much am I going to eat? Because when is my next meal coming? You know, like these are the things you have to think of when you're in college. You know, you only have $50 and that $50 has to get you through the week, you know, or 
two weeks even, you know, where am I going to spend it? Like you just always have to think ahead and make decisions today that are going to, you know, be with consideration of that future. So if any of those scenarios sound familiar to you or any of the listeners, you know, understand that you have the ability to be strategic in your business as well. And it really is just looking at, you know, the people that you want to serve, doing things like figuring out the alignment of your brand and your audience and who you are and your messaging just like Stephen teaches, you know, so that that way you're able to plan ahead. So that way you're able to say, okay, this is where I want to go. And here's where I'm trying to take people. And that's something that I'm very aware of. Stephen, you mentioned it, like in 1K one day, we start off and everyone's very like, well, where is this all going? And what am I all doing? And you just want me to do the things today? I don't understand. You know, like Mm -hmm. they're just, it's a little bit of that seating control difficulty where they're like, I trust you and I'm just going to do the things you say, but I admit that I am not sure where this is all going. And I'm like, trust me, it's a journey and I need you to be excellent in the moment. So the only way I can get people to trust me to do that is because I'm very clear on where they're going. And then by the end, people are like, oh my gosh, if it isn't all coming together, people just knock down the pins of success. And that strategy, that strategic behavior is something I apply in everything I do. And it's something I teach to my kids. It's something I teach to my students. I'm not a good consultant. I'm not a good business owner if I'm not actually passing on the ability to think for yourself independently. I have no desire for you to be my student forever and all time because it means that I didn't do my job. My goal is to make you my peer. My goal is to make you surpass what I've succeeded at. Because, you know, no one's ever been mad about having rich friends. Right. That's so true. (laughs) You know, I think of that. And what I admired most is, of course, as I shared, you know, I have a full time. I have this podcast. I have the kids. I have this brand new academy that we're about to launch. And it's prioritizing. Like, I've always been big on project management tools like Asana, right? I pretty much live on a Kanban board right now. Yes. But it's also part of it. And I know the struggle many others have shared with me is, well, how do I prioritize what needs to get done? Because, okay, I see the universe of even if you work off of Trello or Asana, it's like you write out your to-do list and it's way more things, right? Way more tasks than you have time. Sure. And so it's like, how do you prioritize? How do you strategically order things to be able to see things through and actually see the right kind of action. No, that's great. So I definitely use Asana. We also use Basecamp in our company. And Asana, for those who are listening, is a project management tool that lets you kind of, you know, build out on your calendar, what you're doing, where you're going, all that good stuff, and then share it and assign it and delegate it. So we use that tool and part of how we prioritize, and this is how corporations prioritize, is money generating, you know, Mm -hmm. sales activity. So we have to look and say to ourselves, what are our revenue goals? We get very clear on those. What are our revenue goals this year in order to grow the business, sustain the business, and also diversify the business, meaning bring on new projects. Like if I want to write a book, I need to think, what are the revenue generating things that I need to make sure are established and stable so I have the capacity to do that so I can be someplace else. So oftentimes, I think that when we're building our businesses, we look at certain actions as not being revenue related, but in reality, they are. So setting up your website and doing that properly is a revenue related action, even if it doesn't directly make you money. People feel like when you're sitting at a store and you do something like I'm selling my product and that makes me cash, that really matters. So they'll spend all their time mixing, let's say we're taking the case of like a soap maker, mixing soap, worrying about that packaging, getting to the farmer's market, because that's the thing that makes them cash directly. But what that soap maker didn't realize is a revenue related activity would have been setting up a website and getting their Shopify store set up because that can allow them to expand and generate larger revenue based on their bigger goals. So 
One of the things that we do in our company at the top of every year and then reevaluate every quarter is look at our revenue-related activities based on our targeted generation, our income generation goal for the end of the year. And we reevaluate where are we spending our time and what needs to happen. So we have a new product entirely brand new that we're going to be launching in, well, I should say beta testing, right? Beta launching in mid-October. And it's a closed launch. We're not even launching it to the public. You know, we already have a finite group of people that we'll be testing with. And this new product that we're excited to launch, you know, we were looking at our schedule and we're like, you know, with all the things that I have going on, do I really have the time to do it? And then we looked at our revenue and we said, you know what, if we are looking to make what we'd like to make by second quarter of 2019, we have got to get a beta done now. So, I mean, that type of future forecasting and looking at your numbers and saying to yourself, where do you want to be, you know? So six months from now, that should be dictating the revenue generating activities that you do today. So that's how we prioritize. So you'll never see me sitting around fiddling with a logo, you know, because the logo can probably sit if I still have something else that I need to finalize to make actual revenue. I love that. I love that. And you just talked about what's next for you. So (laughs) right, right, right. That's exciting. As we get set to close out, how can those listening to you stay connected and learn more about your programs and events? Oh, well, I absolutely love it if people headed over to NicoleWalters.com, N-I-C-O-L-E, Walters.com. And the greatest place to stay up on what I'm doing on the day-to-day and keep in touch is all over social media. You can find me on Facebook at Nicole Walters as well. Lots of good laughs there, lots of good family stories, and lots of good business stuff. Yes. Nicole, thank you so very much for coming back on and for blessing us with your mission fuel. I'll ask you one last question. Yeah. What's one action we should begin doing right now to help us blaze our trails? If there is anything that people can do right now, if you're listening to this, it is getting on Steven's email list to make sure that you have great brand alignment because the reality is no one can work with you if you don't have complete and total clarity on who you are, why you do what you do, and who you are trying to serve. So if there's anything you can do to get yourself going today, it's start working on building your brand. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'll be posting links to all of today's book recommendations and links mentioned on our show notes page at tbpod.com. If today was your first time listening to the Trailblazers podcast, I just want to extend a warm Trailblazers welcome to you. We're so happy to have you here and we encourage you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. Go ahead and browse through some of our past episodes to keep the knowledge flowing. If you're a fan of the podcast and today's content, and you're maybe already subscribed to the podcast, please continue to share and invite your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make significant changes that will have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday by about 5 a.m. Eastern. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers. Cheers.